0: Hello everyone. Hello participants in this dialogue about health, healing, consciousness, spirituality, and search for meaning. Happy New Year. I'm Peter Resnick and welcome to the Dr. Peter Resnick's toolbox. Well, I have my ginger tea here. We're ready to go. Before we start our show, as usual, I would like to share with you a few things our show and tell last month from the end of November uh, till the end of December I watched on Netflix a show and I almost never watch uh, shows you know the sequels they call them or whatever you know one movie after the other they're all connected unless one one of my children tells me that it's a must I watched um, a show called Extraordinary Attorney Woo. It's a Korean film, a film of love, compassion, understanding, true intimacy, and it very, very simply made. Uh, it's a Korean movie. I guess the Korean industry is not that sophisticated. Not all actors are great, but it's such a beautiful movie. Uh, it It was 16 episodes. And at the end of each episode, you walk away feeling wonderful, because there is no killings, no fighting, no bad language, just, just beauty. It's a film about uh, a woman who has autistic disorder, but she's a genius, and she is a lawyer. A very, if you have access to Netflix, I very highly recommend that you, that you watch it. Really, you will have wonderful time. One more thing. Uh, Ellie Wiesel said the opposite of love is not hate, it is indifference. To borrow the same linguistic structure, I would say the opposite of living in truth is not only living in a lie, but also living in complacency. When people just are doing things without questioning, because it's convenient not to make waves. Uh, People do what other people do, without wanting to stand out, maybe without wanting to be ridiculed, or argue, to be different, they just don't want it. Uh, Yesterday, I watched an interview with Dr. Asim Mal. Mal Asim Malhotra, yes, he was born in India. Asim Malhotra is one of the most published cardiologists and researchers in the United Kingdom. He spoke about the medical industry, pharmaceutical industry, COVID-19, and the choices that we're going to make going into the future. In 15 minutes, he makes everything so clear. He talks uh, not based on speculations, but on solid research that is coming now from around the world. And for some reason, most of the media is suppressing this information. And I think that it's important that people know. I know Dr. Peter Bregan wrote a book, COVID-19, global predictors and we are the prey. Uh, Dr. Joseph Marcola wrote a book, The Truth About COVID-19. Many, many, I, I think uh, I own three or four books about COVID-19 and what happened. But unfortunately, it's. I don't think too many people read these books. And yes, Dr. Peter uh, Macalo spoke uh, to the um, senate committee of texas but yet i don't think that majority of american people or people in the world really know what's going on i will post and i believe this in this 50 minute interview the doctor uh, makes it so clear of what has happened what happened and uh, it's based he actually was a person as he tells us his story. He was a person who was one of the pe- first people, doctors, promoting vaccination uh, against uh, COVID-19, till his father, also a physician who was in the great in great shape, physical, mental shape, had a sudden heart attack within weeks after getting the vaccine. So then he started, uh, he was alerted, he started talking about it in public and started receiving information from other physicians. It is my belief, if the truth prevails, and that is still a question whether it will or not, the years 2020 to 2022 will be remembered as the years of the greatest crimes against humanity, greatest in human history, Uh, That's why I feel um, I'm not a researcher. I just read and listen to what I learn. And I believe this information has to be uh, known to more people than it is now. Anyway, now we start our show. Uh, Those of you who have have been joining me from the beginning, uh, for two years now, Uh, know that on this show, I either share with you practical tools I have acquired over the years of my clinical practice as a health professional, or I invite outstanding specialists in the healing arts. I interviewed such legendary doctors as Dean Ornish and Dr. Joel Wallach, Dr. Peter Bregan, and Dr. Natasha McBride. But I also had here Wim Hof, the Iceman, the men who run marathon in the ice, Arctic Circle, barefoot and bare-chested. I invited him, and I told him this on the show, not because he is a superman, which I, he is absolutely is, but because he teaches millions of people how to, through methodical cold exposure, strengthen the immune system and stay healthy. And today I invited another guest who is not a health professional, yet teaches something that may be very beneficial. In fact, I'm quite certain that it's very beneficial to everyone's health. I know that those who tune in this show are mostly middle-aged people. Uh, in fact, PRNs uh, listeners mostly are middle-aged, middle-class people. And what our guest will be speaking about is particularly suitable for middle-aged people. Our guest is a co-founder and a co-owner of a pickleball academy. I bet many of you never heard about pickleball. Yet I took a couple of lessons so far, and tomorrow, Wednesday, I have another lesson, and I'm hooked. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce my guest, uh, and let me see if he's here. Is he Hi, here? I'm here?
1: How are you? Oh,
0: i Cannot see you. <clears throat> I think we're just on a voice call. Oh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, our guest is Aaron Resnick. Hi, Aaron. How are you guys? It's a pleasure to be here. Okay. Now, a couple of words before I will hand the phone, the microphone to Aaron. Uh, It didn't just happen that we have the same last name. Aaron is my son. Of course, I did not invite him because he's my son, but because he has something special to offer. Though I have to admit, it's very sweet uh, to have him here with us. Honestly, I remember like yesterday, and those of you who have children know what I'm talking about, this four year old uh, boy pushing his plastic <laughs> and now he's a 24-year-old man and I'm interviewing him. That's a blessing for me. So, uh, uh, okay, Aaron, uh, you know my work and you know how much I believe that people's lifestyle and their attitudes affect their well-being. Health, sport in particular, um, this new sport will be the focus. Of our conversation today, but first, I would like Aaron, if if you don't mind, I would like you to introduce yourself and how, and how you came to this <laughs> pickleball, how how you came to playing it. Yeah, I know that you're you're going for competitions, and and how you created the academy. Absolutely.
2: Well, again, first off, I just wanted to thank you for having me. Um, I think it's a nice change changeup, whereas most guests may refer to you as Dr. Resnick or in this case, your guest refers to you as dad. Um, you know, it, I, I've constantly heard you rave about how much joy and pleasure you get out of the show, uh, not just being able to share your expertise and passion for what you do with the world, but being able to affect so many lives. And while I'm maybe not the incredible expert guest, uh, you know, that, that you're used to having, I'm definitely honored to be here and excited to give your community a little glimpse into the, the father-son exchanges we have on a daily basis. Um, so I am here to talk about pickleball, uh, I'm not just here to just to be here. Um, you know, I was really excited when you asked me to, to talk about this sport and I'll give a, a little bit of a background on what pickleball is and then also kind of my involvement with it, how I got to where I am today. So um, we'll start by just explaining pickleball. Pickleball is a sport that combines elements of tennis, ping pong, badminton, using a paddle and a wiffle ball on a smaller version of a tennis court. Uh, though the most important aspect of pickleball to know is that it can be played by anybody, no matter your age, gender, athletic ability, racket sport background, physical limitation, or or anything else. You can play successfully, and not just successfully, but at a high level. Um, This sport is by far the fastest-growing sport in America, and the fastest-growing sport America has seen in recorded history, um, soon to sweep the rest of the world, I believe. But in America right now, it's uh, growing at an incredibly fast rate, Um, You know, it's converted um, an incredible number of of adults in the 40 to 65 range, younger and older as well. I I know players even in their late 90s that play, Um, but it's really an alternative to um, not only sports like tennis or golf, um, but also an alternative to doing nothing. This is a sport that has converted athletes, but has also created new athletes. Um, people with, you know, I, I, tend to call them overlooked athletes, people that like sports and they want to play, but they might not be gifted. They might not have the social outlets to go and learn new sports and play new sports. Pickleball is so easy to learn that you can literally stand there and move your hand, you know, one inch back and forth and being able to hit the ball. So you can have a very high level of success very early on, which creates the confidence and the excitement to want to play more. And the more you play, the better you get. Um, so personally, Um, You know, I was a tennis player growing up, I actually played basketball for many years, but I was really a tennis player growing up, gave tennis lessons since high school. Uh, Another form of a teacher, of course, my father's a teacher, and, uh, you know, I I was a a little bit of a different type of teacher, but I gave tennis lessons since high school, actually started a tennis academy. I launched with my good friend um, during college, and, um, you know, been running that for about two years since I graduated college, but a little bit of a, a rewind. First night of club tennis at University of Maryland in college. I played in the club tennis team. I met a nice kid named Ben, and uh, we became good friends. You know, we chatted, we got each other's numbers. We actually ended up playing ping pong and racquetball for an hour every single week. It was like a ping pong racquetball beat. and uh, we got very close. And a few months into school, he said, "Hey, Aaron." I started playing the sport called pickleball it's pretty cool you should try it and i said dude that sounds so weird i'm never even playing a sport called pickleball i love to eat pickles but i don't that's i'm not playing a sport called pickleball so he was you know, very kind and he said okay that's fine he let it be he didn't bring it up again until i saw an article in the washington post one year later that my good friend ben is the number one player in the world he was the first ever player to get an endorsement deal he Pretty much opened the gap for pro pickleball and changed the sport, similar to how Roger Federer, or Serena Williams may have done in tennis, even Michael Jordan in basketball. You can make the comparison. Um, after realizing that, I said, "Wow!" And yet, I was still too close-minded to let him teach me. It took him three years to convince me to play. Uh, I, you know, ended up playing the senior year of college and absolutely got hooked. Since then, we started teaching pickleball. We branched off our tennis academy to start a pickleball academy. We also started an online pickleball community called the Pickleball Clinic um, that started as a Facebook group called the Pickleball Clinic, where people talk every single day, engage ideas, tips, advice, news, highlights and things of that nature. Um, so that may have been a longer uh, synopsis than you had uh, wanted, but that's that's pretty much the background on on, on me and uh, kind of how I got to where I, I am in the pickleball world.
0: Great. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's very good. Uh, I wanted would you please uh, speak about the health effects? Because, you, you know, I want to, I, I think I shared with you, I, and you know I've been an athlete for all my life, and, and yet when I played with you couple of times so far, I, I couldn't breathe. I, I had difficulty breathing. Um, how how long does it take a person to learn the skill and to be able to be in, in sh- good shape enough? and Again, I'm exercising, I'm swimming, and yet I, uh, it was difficult for me. You, you speak about pickleball as, as um, a sport played by 90-year-olds, and I feel like I'm 68, and I'm out of breath.
2: I I agree with what you're saying, and I think there's different levels to it. Um, You know, 95 plus percent of pickleball players play because they love the sport. They play recreationally. They play because of all the benefits of pickleball from the fact that it's social and easy to play and fun and, you know, healthy. You know, there's a smaller percentage of of players, somewhere from five to seven percent, that take the sport very, very seriously. I'm one of them. You know, I recently started playing pro tournaments. I travel around the country. And so when I play and when my community of players play, we work hard. We sweat. I actually sweat more playing singles pickleball than I do playing tennis singles. So for a small percentage of people and the players you may watch on YouTube or on TV, pickleball is different in the way I'm describing it for them and for us. We work extremely hard. We push our bodies to the limit. And it's very, very hard to play at the level that we're, we're aiming to play at because we kind of have a very, very high standard for looking at the sport to, you know, trying to play at the highest level. Pickleball itself, though, if you have no racket experience, no athletic experience, period. I would take an average person and and say maybe within 30 minutes they would be able to hit back and forth um, with a moderate level of ability. It's there's I would say four or five very very basic movements that you have to um, understand to a satisfactory degree to be able to play. You don't need to master anything. Uh, they're very very simple movements, and um, you know you don't even need to bend down. You need to bend your knees a little bit. But the point is, you could play at a high level and be sweating and pushing your body to the limits, or you could play doubles with two friends, two on two, tap the ball back and forth, and get a nice workout without really pushing your body to the limits. Now, the the problem, though, I I will say, and one thing to bring up, it's important to stretch before and after you play because this is honestly the truth that I've heard from multiple people: is the sport is a dick thing. Okay, if you're busy and you don't have a lot of time, I would actually recommend please don't try pickleball because it may take over your life and it may cause you to you know, put aside other commitments. So what I've actually heard from players is that especially 40, 50, 60 plus, they will get injured playing pickleball and continue to play. I've literally heard the words, I can't stop playing. So if you do play pickleball, especially 40 plus, then make sure to take care of your body. Stretch before and after. There are massage guns. Um, various different types of uh, you know, ways to preserve your body, please make sure you do that because once you start playing, once it clicks, meaning you know the rules and you can hit back and forth, which could take you 30 minutes, maybe it could take you a day, definitely within a, a three to four times of playing, you'll have all the rules down. Once that clicks, you're going to be hooked. Uh, I, I have I, I'm not sure if I've met a person that's played many times and hasn't been hooked. So... Mm-hmm be very mindful of
0: that when you start Aaron, then would you would you say that the reason don't you know, I brought up this issue that I, I get tired and I lose my breath? Would you say that after playing two, three times? Or maybe I'm overdoing like I'm expecting or demanding for myself a little too much? And or, or what? Uh, should I go a little slower pace? So
2: The the beautiful thing about pickleball is games are very short, especially if you're playing in a community with a lot of games at the same time. I'll go play three, four hours at a time, but I might sit for five minutes between every game. So games themselves, you know, you're playing a point and you have 20-second rest, you're playing another point. I would go hard and play a game or play for 15, 20 minutes, but then take a break. There's a huge community aspect of pickleball that, honestly, I have not seen prevalent in any other sport which is the whole time you're competing, you could be competing with one person or two people, but you're in talking distance from them the whole time. You could be making jokes, becoming friends, talking the whole time you're playing, and the beauty of that is those relationships will carry off the court. So if you're at a pickleball club or at Lifetime Fitness or wherever you are, you might play a game, play another game, stick with your new friends for five, ten minutes, play another game, then sit. So I would say play as long as you want, but Make sure the longer you play, the more breaks you're taking in between. Mm-hmm. And I would also say the average player who goes to play open play, who knows how to play and just goes and plays, even in their 50s and 60s, they'll go to play for at least two hours. A lot of people will play between two and three hours, even though, you know, 30, 40, 25, 30% of that time they might be sitting.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've seen your tennis academy grow, uh, but this. Pickleball Academy, like, happened overnight. I, I think that you have now, what, six or seven trainers working in this academy, right? Yeah,
2: there- yeah, we have about, I think we have about so eight, eight or nine coaches how, now.
0: Wow. <laughs> how how did it happen? It's almost like overnight. What, it took you six months or nine months to, to build up this academy, or um, it seems less? Yeah, but- it's been a...
2: It's been an incredible journey to, to see how it's evolved. And, um, you know, I think it's always about when you do something, you want to do a little bit, see how people react, do a little bit more, get feedback. And that's what we did. We actually started teaching pickleball under the first serve tennis name, which is our tennis academy. We're based in northern New Jersey, a town right outside of New York City called Montclair. And uh, we had our tennis academy first serve tennis. We still do. Uh, but we started teaching pickleball lessons under that academy. And no joke. Two weeks into teaching pickleball lessons, we had twenty-five adults at one clinic. I, I, this is you know incredible—twenty-five people. We had three, four coaches. Um, it, constantly, people coming, and uh, and that was, I believe, the uh, some, I believe that was the summer of um, twenty twenty-one, and uh, so we, we kind of did that pretty consistently. You know, using our marketing methods, or you know, reaching out to local communities over the course of the fall, um, the summer and the fall. And then once winter came around, this is last winter, we said um, there's, a, there's a huge community here. There's a whole market for pickleball that actually extends far beyond our tennis academy. And uh, so let's create a separate brand. So we, we wanted to call that Montclair Pickleball because uh, we live in Montclair. And, um, you know, that has gone pretty well. We have we, really great community of players. And, and, I mean, I'd like to say we've helped change some lives just because... We've had people come that have said they've never played a sport before in their 50s or 60s, started playing with us, and they think they're going to play this game for the rest of their life. Um, so, you know, that, that was a nice evolution, and we actually got to the point where we realized we, we did a nice job with this academy, we want to affect more people. So we actually decided about six months ago to start branching into some other towns around New Jersey, and we're now uh, going to be launching some locations uh, around Atlantic City uh, and also around Burden County in New Jersey. Um, So if anybody's in New Jersey, feel free to reach out. Um, But it's definitely been a nice journey and, uh, you know, excited to see where it
0: goes. Aaron, is there a national uh, center where people can call? Because I have people who um, tune in from, from different states in the United States and from different countries. How widespread is this sport now?
2: The sport is, is very widespread around the country. Uh, outside of the country, you know, you look at India, London, uh, England, there are a few countries that have really taken it on, but it's, it's mostly just prevalent in the United States. But, you know, some of the more popular states, um, New Jersey, uh, Florida, um, North Carolina, Utah, California, But every, sp- every state has pickleball. And if you go on Google and you search pickleball near me, I'm sure you'll find something. Uh, USA Pickleball is sort of the governing body of pickleball, uh, where you can become a member, you get benefits, you learn, you know, how to play. Um, but really, I would say if you're looking to play, just you know, look up local pickleball lessons near me, pickleball academy near me. Um, and if you're looking to just kind of start, you know, becoming a sponge and start soaking in a little bit about what's going on with pickleball, then join our Facebook group, the Pickleball Clinic, because it's just people. Every single type of person is posting every single day, asking questions, getting feedback, getting advice. So it's been a nice community for players, experienced and unexperienced, to really you know develop their love for the sport.
0: Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if any of you would like to call and ask Aaron a question or make a comment, you can call at 888-874-4888. Again, 888-874-4888 eight eight Aaron you know every sport has its legends and and its good stories i was watching uh, a while ago my sister sent me a video of a woman who teaches yoga and does ballroom dancing at the age of 96 That was this wow. was i think the last year i received this so do you have the success stories have you uh, taught pickleball to people who, who are in their 90s and learned to play quite well or went to con- competitions?
2: Personally, I'm not sure if I've had a 90-plus-year-old come to one of our um, of our clinics. However, I've heard tons of stories uh, around the, the country of, of different players in their 90s playing. I actually interviewed uh, somebody who was 91 years old, a really nice man named Murray Pitt. Uh, That's on our Pickleball Clinic YouTube. And I interviewed him for about 15, 20 minutes talking about his pickleball journey. Um, And, and, you know, I think part of what illustrates the the age demographics is tournaments. Okay. One of the other beautiful parts about pickleball is when you want to compete in a sport like, let's say, basketball or football, you need to make a travel team. You need to get on a high-level team and try out and then travel. In pickleball, tournaments are very, very quick and easy. Um, you can play men's doubles, women's doubles, men's singles, women's singles, mixed doubles. And for any division you want to play, there's like six different levels. There's 2.5, which is the more, more, most beginner level, 3.0, 3.5, 4.0, 4.5. Um, there's 19 plus. There's 35 plus. Some of the bigger tournaments have 50 plus. I'm looking right now at the U.S. Open championships, which is seen as one of the biggest tournaments of the year. They have for men's, women's, uh, doubles, mixed, singles, they have every single draw for every single level for age groups 19 plus, 30 plus, 40 plus, 50 plus, 55 plus, 60 plus, 65 plus, 70 plus, 75 plus, 80 plus, and 85 plus. So 85 plus, there's a whole division for men's doubles, men's singles, women's 85 plus. Um, uh, you
0: know, so I'm sorry, Aaron. Uh, we have a caller here. If you don't mind, we'll take a caller and then we'll continue. Okay. Sure. Uh, okay, EK from Pennsylvania. You're on the air. Hello.
1: Hi, Doctor Resnick. Can you hear me?
0: Yes. Yes. Very well. Thank you for calling. Do you have a comment uh, or question to me or Aaron? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for both of you. First, um, I've been listening to your show maybe for the last two or three weeks. So, um, so I'm a new person calling. And um, the pickleball seems really interesting. I'm 55. But I know your son.
0: What what what? The last sentence? I know. Your, I know your son, Aaron. You know, my son? <laughs> wow. How yeah. do you know Aaron?
1: Well, when when I started listening to your show, I, you know, I'm thinking the last name. I know that last name Resnick, and then because um, I had a student with the same last name, but I didn't make the connection. And then when you said his name is Aaron, and I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, I know that's my student. <laughs> He's my oh. student from Montclair High School. I'm i Senor Okome, and um, I'm I was Hispanic. Oh no way! Oh what? Yeah. Oh my god.
0: Wow, you're oh
2: my god, you're a Spanish teacher.
0: Yeah, Uh, Wow. what the
1: (laughs) interesting Uh, that's that's incredible, it's It's been so long, it's been a long time, and I also remember your sister, you have a sister as well, right? Yes, yes, Hannah, yes, yeah, (laughs) so wow. so I'm just calling in just hello and, you know, and, and um, I'm so proud of you because uh, what you've done, you know, um, with tennis and then, you know, going to college and um, and starting your own academy and then the Pickleball Academy. It's, it's you know, um, for a teacher, it's so nice to know that their students go off and do good things. So, you know, keep up the good work. So proud of you!
0: I surprise he came for you. you. Oh, so it's, it's so, so nice ball. to hear. I I I, rem,
2: I remember having a lot of fun in your class and really enjoying it and learning <laughs> Spanish, but also being like excited. I, I, I had experience in different classes, you know, where I learned Spanish, where it was a little bit more bland and you're just kind of reading vocabulary. But I, I remember smiling a lot in your class and, and laughing and having a good time. So you definitely made a good impact. And from my experience as a, as a tennis coach. Seeing kids, you know, go from five to nine, ten years old, and grow as people, I can, I can kind of uh, share in the feeling that you might have towards me that I've had with my kids. So I, I, I know how you feel, and I, I appreciate it, and I appreciate,
0: you know, the role you played in my life. You were a great teacher.
1: Thank you very much. It's very kind.
0: Thank you very much for calling, UK. What a nice surprise! <laughs> Thank you.
1: Who have spoken to both of you. Thank you so much.
0: Uh, you're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for calling.
1: Okay, bye.
0: Adios. <laughs> Aaron, I, I, it, it's so nice that this uh, EK called, and I'm thinking, what a beautiful school you went to in in Montclair, I remember many of your teachers and, and each like is is really was a, a good teacher a good teacher. Yeah. I, I want to remember their names, but I remem, remember meeting. And fortunately for me as a father, I wasn't meeting teachers because you you got in trouble. But because yeah. I, <laughs> well,
2: in, in elementary school, you met a few teachers for that reason.
0: But since then, I think uh, I've been okay. That's I didn't want to mention that. <laughs> yeah. so, but I, Aaron, I wanted, this is, though it's not the the subject, as I said, I wanted you to talk about benefits of Pickleball, but also, you know, since uh, people, our audience are middle-aged people, and they have children who are possibly your age, or they have grandchildren, and I know sometimes people say, oh, economy is not good, it's difficult to find a job. And I know you started your first business. I believe it was what ten when you were ten or, or eleven years old when you start, started Triple A. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I think I was eleven oh, or twelve. How old are you? I think
0: I was eleven or twelve. right? Right. So you were. Triple A meant Aaron, Anthony, and Andrew, or what was the names? What were the names? Um, it, was, it was Aaron.
2: Yeah, it was Aaron, Alex and Adam. Um and I think that was actually a couple years into it. Um the, when we first started, um I mean I have to give all my entrepreneurial credit really to my grandfather, Chuck Colton, who who, you know, built a um a manufacturing business making plastics and hangers and, you know, when I started uh getting interested in in shoveling for people, it was a continuation of me babysitting and I, you know, I I wanted to to do something more for myself so I um, started shoveling, I think, when I was 11. I would knock on doors and, and shovel, and you get up early. And the next winter, I, I kind of told him, I called my grandpa Baba, Mimi and Baba, my grandpa. I told him, I want to do this even bigger. I want to be ready. I want to get the word out more. So when I was 12, he, he helped me print out these nice um, little rectangular pamphlets that I would put into everybody's mailbox. And the title of the pamphlet was "Winter's Here. So I, I, I think the first name was Winter is Here Shoveling. And um, you know, I would put the pamphlets into. I would walk. I couldn't drive or anything. Obviously, I would walk around uh, as far as I could go and put the pamphlets in every little mailbox. And uh, people would actually reserve. They would call me and and they would reserve spots the night before. So if there was a a blizzard coming, I'd get to go shovel their, their, you know, their driveways at like five, six a.m. When it was super early. So by the time those were done, and it was nine, ten o'clock, it was late enough for me to go knocking on doors. Um, So I would spend the day, you know. Shovel all day, makes four five hundred dollars. It was an amazing feeling, and um, and I think from from that point on, I, I developed a love for having my own business. Um, also, it's a help to have my both of my parents, my mother, and my father, having their own businesses. Um, you know, as sole practitioners. And um, I never really thought seriously about it until end of college. You know, I was I studied marketing and business. I wanted to work in marketing, and then once I started my tennis academy with my good friend Matt, once it did well. I realized, oh my God! Wait a minute—that uh, we can actually create something here. And my love for, you know, or my hopes for for uh, starting a business was it was not just a, a dream, but it became a reality. And and then once that started after college, I realized I I just don't know if I could see life a different way. I love working for myself. I love being able to grow and scale ideas. Um, and so that's pretty much a long a long answer to your question.
0: Aaron, Aaron, I I, I still have. I would like to talk a little more about uh, different businesses that you had ideas of. But we have, guess what? We have Matt, your friend online.
3: Hey, Oh, hey, wow. You're on the air. Hi. Hey, awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I, as you mentioned, I am Aaron's friend, and, you know, Aaron's doing some really amazing things. And I, I do have a question for him because I know that all the stuff that he does and, you know, we we work together in, in, our, in the businesses and playing pickleball, and it, it's really hard sometimes. So my question for you, Aaron, would be, how do you balance your businesses in pickleball, tennis, and playing pro-pickleball with your health and wellness goals?
2: Mm. <laughs> I, I think that's a really good question and one I discuss with my father almost on a daily basis. Um, and I think if I find, you know, a good answer to that question and can implement it in my life it'll really really um improve the quality of my of my day-to-day life it's hard you know how do i balance it the answer is i'm not fully sure yet um but it's good and bad you know the fact that i don't have a, a perfect balance between running these businesses playing competitive sport and you know working on my, my health and wellness uh that's an issue but the reason why there's so much overlap and so much synergy between all of these things being mushed together in my day-to-day activities is because I have so much love for playing pickleball and so much love for my businesses. You know, I I heard Elon Musk one time say, if you're going to have your own business, it has to be something that you think about when you're doing other things. It has to annoy you and and take up your mind when you're elsewhere. And so that's why, you know, I want to get up and work out every morning, but I also want to play pickleball and, and, and run the businesses. So I'm still working on it. So, you know, how do I balance it? Well, I, I talked to my father. That's, that's one of the answers. Um, but it's a journey. I'm still working it out. But it's a good question.
3: Wow. Yeah, that's impressive. I mean, it, it's a lot. But when you do what you love, I guess that's what it, you know, the most important thing is. Yeah.
0: You know, <laughs> very often I hear from people who have a problem with their children working too, too little. And I have a problem with my son working too
1: much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we still didn't find a way to, to balance it, as Aaron said. Aaron, I, if you don't mind, I would like us to go back to, to my question uh, before uh, about economy and business. And I hear you all the time. Probably if you had more time, you would start another two three businesses. Because in whatever we talk, you come up with new ideas. What could you suggest Correct. to people? What could you suggest to people who say, well, it's, it's hard to find a job. And you say, you don't need to, I heard you say to me many times, you don't need to, to find a job, you can create a job. How do you go about it? For example, I myself, if I would not do what I do, I don't know what I would do. I don't know if I would, I would be able to, um, to create my own business. How would you go? In fact, Matt Wilson
2: can tell us. Yeah, it's a really good question. And I think I mean, there's a couple different ways you can go about it. Um, one way you can go about it, whether you do this mentally or you write down a diagram or a Venn diagram, you can write down or think about all of the things that you love doing in life, things that bring you joy and happiness that you're actually truly passionate about. And then in the other column or on the other side of your mind, think about everything that you're good at not things that you like, but things that you're good at, things that skills you have, abilities that you have that you know you can perform at a high degree. And then whether it's on paper or in your head, look at the overlap. Find the synergy. Because if you find something that you like doing and you're passionate about and you're good at, well, then you pretty much found the answer to to a happy life and a successful life, hopefully. Because one, if you're doing what you love and you're good at it, you're going to A, enjoy life, you're going to be happier on a day-to-day basis, and B, because you love what you're doing, you're going to work very, very hard on it, you're going to be very passionate about it, so you'll do it well. And if you do things well, almost no matter what it is, in some shape or form, you'll end up being able to be very successful and probably make a lot of money from it. So, I mean, if you love social media, then, you know, get in local Facebook groups and see if you can, you know, do social media for local restaurants. Um, if you love doing things with your hand, like construction or whatever, you know, find local outlets like... Facebook groups or websites or local businesses and see if they need any work done. Um, if you like speaking or you like writing, find, reach out to articles and be a freelance writer. I mean, there's a billion different, different things that you can do. It's just a matter of finding the connection
0: between what you love and what you're good at. Mm. Thank you. And a question to both of you, Matt and Aaron. What do you see in the future for pickleball? I know it's a really new sport. I think it started in 1965 in America, right? So, what is yeah, the yeah, future of this sport? How do you do you see it differently? What are your what are your what is your vision of the future of pickleball? And what is your vision of your your role in in pickleball? Do you have same visions? Do you have same aspirations or different? Um,
1: well,
2: I have a quick thought on the future of pickleball, and then I'll, you know, I'll let Matt answer that and talk about our, you know, our roles in pickleball. Um, but I think there's two sides of pickleball. There's a recreational side, which is about 90 to 95% of players, and then there's the pro side, uh, professional tournaments, uh, TV deals, you know, marketing and players and big money. Um, there's two sides of it. The pro side, I think it's really exciting. There's a lot of potential, but I, I just have no idea how it'll evolve. Will TV show, will it be on ESPN every day? Will the pro players get as big as LeBron James and better? I, I'm just not sure. On the recreational side, what I'm fairly convinced of is that pickleball will be a top three most participated sport in the country and very likely the most participated sport in the country. I don't mean for, you know, young kids and 25 and under, Um, it it may never eclipse soccer and lacrosse and basketball for high school and college athletes. It may, may not, but the the percentage of 40 to 75 year olds that pickleball will dominate is going to be enough. I think to push it, to be the number one most played sport in the United States. I, I would actually be surprised if in seven years, it wasn't the most played sport in the United States by number of players. Well, yeah, I mean,
3: a- this is something that we talk about all the time. I mean, it the, the crazy thing is, in pickleball right now, it's just gotten so big, and everyone's trying to do everything, and we really don't know what directions it can be going in, but I think the one thing that's for certain is that with the ease of access, that the, the low barrier to entry, with the you don't need that much skill, you don't need a racket sports background, anyone ages 5 to 105 can pickle the paddle and play. I think that that... For sure is gonna make it the most one of the most participated sports in America. I think in my opinion, there's no doubt about that. I think most people you ask in the States would, would agree with that. Where other things like the pro scene and some of these other businesses that are popping up and everyone trying to do all this different kinds of stuff, I think that's a little I'm sure. But the one thing I think we can all say for sure is recreationally, pickleball is gonna be huge and it's gonna be you're gonna see a lot more of it on the recreational side for sure. Do you see
0: your pickleball now I have a t-shirt uh, Montclair pickleball do you see yourself expanding in other states uh, will it be you uh, pickleball USA
3: Matt and Aaron yeah I- yeah I mean we're working we're working towards some big goals right now we're we're working on expanding throughout New Jersey so that's kind of our first goal is we're setting up some other locations in New Jersey we're, we've been in Montclair, we've established ourselves in Montclair, so now it's time to, to meet the demand in other places. So We start, already started our second location as a bit of a trial run back in the fall in Bergen County, New Jersey, and in the spring, we're going to have three full-fledged locations with full suites of programs, so that's going to be our start expansion in New Jersey, and from there, we'd love to go to other states, but we're just going to have to see where you know where it takes us and how successful these, uh, these other locations are in the timeline from there, but you know, there's big goals for it, for sure. We'd love to, to, to expand throughout the rest of the country as well.
0: So practically, if if anybody uh, wants to, to start playing pickleball, all they do is go pickleball near you and, and they will be able, you think they will be able to find something in their states?
2: Yeah, yeah, I would think it's fairly easy. Yeah, you can Google, you know, pickleball lessons near me, pickleball clubs near me, play pickleball.
0: Um, and you'll be able to find something, you know, right near you. You know, I have to tell you that, uh, Aaron, I wanted to surprise you <laughs> to improve my uh, playing skills. So I, I joined this lifetime, but it's very difficult to make an appointment to play. Because every time I go, you have to register online, it's full you don't there are three courts in this club and they're always full it's almost impossible to play so that the, i agree with you there is there is demand this here is the club you know and i cannot i cannot uh, really register to play it's been several days i've been trying yeah and the problem was, is with it, you, sorry. yes yeah, yeah. what do you say sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no, no no speak speak that's why i'm going to travel tomorrow to, to all the way to new jersey to study to practice with you <laughs> hopefully because actually yesterday uh, yesterday yes yesterday i went um to lifetime and finally after waiting for like an hour i played one time very poorly uh, we we played doubles and um of course we lost because of me and my um because i was not playing well but they were all 2.5 to 3. is it what kind of level is it
1: 2.5
2: 3.0 is, is like the entry level to play tournaments so they're, they're good players i mean if you're 2.5 3.0 you can play you know how to play the game you know you, you can play matches um so it, you know no matter what whether you're lebron james in basketball tiger woods and golf everybody picks up a racket or a club or a a ball for the first time. Nobody picks up a a sport and is amazing right away. But pretty much with everybody, the more you play, the better you get. Um, And I was going to say before, one of the reasons with the courts being packed so much is the issue is sports like tennis, people go play for an hour, they hit, play a set, move off, you play basketball, you do a couple games and you're gone. But again, with pickleball, the hunger for pickleball extends beyond one hour. Players need at least two hours or three hours. Because, again, you're playing doubles. If you have a lot of people there, you might sit every other game. You might sit for a few minutes every, every 10, 15, 20 minutes. And so players like to be able to play a bunch of games, get the adequate amount of rest in between them, and that leads them to be there for anywhere from two to three. I mean, I know myself and Matt, we play at a great club in Randolph, New Jersey, uh, Randolph Pickleball Center. And uh, we, we go Tuesday nights. We'll pull up around 8 p.m. We'll leave sometimes around 1 a.m., five hours there. Um, that's why, Dad, when I text you back you know on Tuesday nights, uh, you know three four a m sometimes it's because I just got home from pickleball
0: huh. Well, it's all very interesting. I hope our listeners uh, learn I'm sure many many uh, heard about pickleball, but majority did not, so I hope there will be a lot of people who. Uh, who will join this new club of <laughs> uh, people who appreciate pickleball? And I, I, in my experience, if if you can build up the stamina, and apparently you're saying it's possible, then it's a fantastic sport. I, for example, it it you, you know, Aaron, it depends on your body type. You can do certain sports and certain you cannot. Not everybody can run marathon, which means everybody can force themselves through will. But their body type may, may really not permit them to, to do a very good job. Some people are natural sprinters and some can run long distance. But but this sport, from what you're saying is uh, anybody can learn and enjoy. They don't have to go competing. That's the good part of it. Now, they, with Playing basketball physically, I cannot play. Even though I've been a gymnast and I did martial arts for many years, I could not play basketball. I would lose my breath. So the same thing with tennis. Your mom tried to teach me tennis 25 years ago. I just couldn't. But with pickleball, yeah. it seems it's easier, but still it's not, it is not completely easy for me. Do you have any, maybe on the air you can give advice, what should I do? to get build up the stamina for this particular sport. Yeah,
2: I think that the best answer I can give would just be to continue playing. Um, you know, it, you're not sprinting, um, but it, it, it's similar to the stamina of a tennis player. Um, you know, I, I think an average tennis point lasts around seven seconds. And so when you play tennis, which, you know, I have years and years of experience with, which kind of got me to the stamina level that allowed me to play pickleball at a high level. Um, With tennis, and even, I would say, a sport like football, the idea is you go very, very, very hard for a short period of time, then you get to relax, then you get to recover, and you do it again. And that's the same thing in pickleball. Points can last, you know, three seconds, they can last 20 seconds, they can last 25, even 30 seconds, high intensity, but then you can – you know go get the ball and walk and relax you can take 30 seconds even a minute between points if you want so it's it's a very specific type of stamina um uh-huh. honestly maybe maybe sprinting could help because you're sprinting and then you're stopping but i would say the best thing is just to play um,
0: you know that would probably be my recommendation mm-hmm. thanks matt are you still there yeah i am still here do you have any final we will be wrapping up now Do you have any final suggestion, idea, anything you want to share with our audience?
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess following up off that that last point that Aaron made, too, about the stamina, I think that one of the amazing things about pickleball is that Mm. you don't necessarily have to compete with this great amount of athletic ability. And there's always improvements to be had. And every time you spend on the court, you're going to get better and better. You can start off slow, you can keep playing, and just that little bit of playing is always going to bring improvement. So you can set goals for yourself, you can improve off the court if you want, if you want to do some running, some sprints, some calisthenics, like push-ups and pull-ups and stuff like that. But even just playing on the court is always going to help you improve. And I think it's really an amazing way to stay healthy. I mean, for myself, and I'm sure Aaron can attest to this as well, Like since we started playing pickleball, I've definitely felt, that my physical fitness has improved in a way that it wasn't really before I was playing pickleball. I had a little bit of a break between when I was playing competitive tennis and then when I started playing competitive pickleball. And I definitely feel since focusing on that competitive pickleball, I've gotten much more in shape, even though I haven't been spending a ton of time off the court working out. So I, I think that it's really it's just such an amazing sport for anyone, and it can really help you get in shape and, and start building that stamina just from spending a little bit of time on the court playing.
0: In, in the short time that you've been teaching pickleball what has been your experience to get from one uh how do you call this a rate or a rating from let's say for, to get from 3.1 to four how long does it take to someone who is not uh, a former tennis player
3: i think that depends on i would say that that depends on how much you practice uh, mainly like we've discussed it pickleball is one of those sports where it's, it's very easy to pick up but it is difficult to master if you spend time I, we've seen players go from very little from or from no racket sports background so no tennis ping pong or racquetball or anything like that to being a 4.0 level player within a year I think that's possible if you put your mind to it you know it's one of those sports where if you put your mind to it and and really practice those fundamentals. I think that the key is, is, is learning the fundamentals of the game. It's a very fundamental game. It's a very strategic game. It's not a very flashy game. Like once you get to the high level, of course, there's lots of different cool shots you can learn. But from going from a beginner player to, a, to an upper-level intermediate player, I think it's all about those fundamentals. And I think you can do you can definitely do it within six months to a year if you put your mind to it and really work on mastering the basics because that's really all you need to be a good player.
0: And you need to play on average to Come on Do you need to play two, three times, four times a week, or how much uh, would you suggest
3: if people can afford it, time-wise? Yeah, I would. I would say three to four times a week is is generally that sweet spot. And the thing about pickleball is people get addicted and and play five to six times a week, like we do. Um, I think for any for any sport, if you really want to get good at it, I would say three to four times a week, and and. I would say it's really no different for pickleball. It's probably about the minimum would be three to four times a week. On the upper end, you know, three to six days a week. But it really depends on how much time you have. If you can afford to put in two hours a day, three times a week, then I think you'd be in a good spot for sure. Thank
0: you. Thank you very much for calling also, Matt. Aaron, do you have final suggestions, final ideas to share?
2: Yeah, I think something in terms of, you know, going uh, along the lines of what Matt was saying about, you know, learning, um, you know, learning the right way. Uh, this is a life sport. And so if you pick up the sport now, whether you're 30 or 40 or 50, there's a good chance you'll be playing until you're 90, 95, even 100. So it's really, really important to learn the right way. Um, we have tennis players come in, you know, 50 years old, let's say, you know, and they will have, been playing for 20 or 30 years and they'll say yeah i've been playing forever i just like to play for fun but i already know how to play and i'll see their fundamentals are sometimes you know incredibly flawed and i'll find that it's almost impossible to recorrect their muscle memory and their subconscious body movements because they've had the wrong technique for so many years and it takes so much longer and it's so much harder to correct their shots uh, because it's just years of muscle memory you know, and subconscious movement built in. And so with pickleball, if you're starting right now, save yourself the years of of recorrection and learn the right way. Make sure you're learning from someone that knows how to play. And and this is not a negative aspect of pickleball, but it's actually fairly easy to get a certification to coach. Um, You see a lot of people that just like coaching, they're retired in their 50s and 60s. And they could be 3.0 3.5 level players um and they might go get a certification because they love to coach which is is a a very nice thing to do spending your time coaching is always great but we i I have seen many coaches you know on a week-to-week basis that coach at different clubs that have got a certification because they you know were able to take a test online send in a video uh, and hit a ball back and forth and they've gotten a certification to teach and then have taught hundreds and hundreds of players And I look at that player, that coach, and see that their fundamentals are very flawed. So I would make sure, you know, whether you're doing research on this person or you get a recommendation from a friend, that whoever you learn from, you're learning the right way. That's why, Dad, I'm happy you're coming to me tomorrow so I can make sure to teach you the right way. Um, I know you've already been playing for a while. I just think it's really, really important when you start a sport that you may spend years and years playing, you learn the right way from someone who knows what they're talking about. you know because you, you want to have muscle memory that that's serving you well and it's helping you build your game and not something you're going to have to strip down and recorrect
0: aaron thank you thank you very much i just realized just remembered something the first time you got got up to speak while i was doing a presentation when, was when five you were five years ago uh, excuse me five years old I was giving a talk, I remember, in in Suffern Public Library about weight control, weight management. And I don't know if you remember this, but suddenly the door opened. There were 40, 50 people. And you walked in and screamed, Daddy, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I am talking to people about food. And you said, can I talk about food? And everybody said, yes, yes, let him talk. And you walked out in front of this big group extended your right hand forward and said, food is good. (laughs) So, and you attended many of my lectures. I remember you attended the lecture when you were six years old on night dreams, and then you were asking such good questions. So we have a history. Hopefully I will invite you for, in a while again, you will be talking about psychology of playing sports. That's a whole other subject. But for now we have well, a subject you can focus on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah.
2: I'm, excited. I'm excited to hear you talk about that to our, to our players.
0: Well, yes, but you know I talk about the players, but I'm not a teacher of, of sports now, at least. Uh, so you, you can talk about how you actually apply theoretical ideas that I share. You are the practitioner. Anyway, thank you very much. And ladies and gentlemen, we have to wrap up now our uh, meeting. Um, I want to thank you for joining us today. I'm looking forward to having your attention next week. Next week, we'll be talking about, we continue our journey uh, into these uh, six pillars of well being that we started already last year. We'll be talking, uh, I believe, next week about lying and boasting to uh, plagues or afflictions or attitudinal challenges that people face. And for now, I wish you a wonderful week, be happy, peace to all who want to live in peace.